Colossians chapter 1, again, uh, part 2 of this morning's sermon, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, chapter 1, I'll begin reading in verse 9 again, for this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of of his will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened or being strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, or with all power, according to his glorious might, either way is kind of fine, there's kind of synonyms there. Um, for all patience and long-suffering, with joy giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light, who, rest, who delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God. He just keeps going and going and going and going. He can't stop, okay? Um, <laughs> I know there's some periods there, but those periods weren't in the original Greek text. It's a, it's a kind of a translational issue. It's a judgment call. The periods don't, shouldn't go there, I don't think. It's, it's, this is all connected. He just goes from giving thanks to the Father to the, glorious, the glory of the Son, who is the image of the invisible God. By him, through him, for him, all things were created, whether things in heaven or on the earth, visible or invisible. He's God, the creator, who's become one of us. He's head of creation, and then he's head of the new creation, the church, down in verse 18. There's a mini exposition of that wonderful portion of Paul's epistle to the Colossians. Maybe some decade I can preach it here. But we looked this morning at this third characteristic of a life that pleases God, found in verse 11, strengthened, this is New American Standard, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering. Now, I preached, just to let you know, an old sermon. So it had the New American Standard text in it, and I was too lazy to put the New King James text in it. So if you're wondering and you have a New King James, what's the different words? It was the New American Standard, which I think was a good translation um, uh, in its own own as well on this case. But what, what, what I did this morning was briefly, we looked at the action here, being strengthened, what it ain't, what it is. It isn't a self induced thing. It's not self help. It's not bite the bullet. It's not knuckle under. It's God doing something to us, in us, and for us. Then after the action, we look at the gift. It is literally um, with all power. I think that's a good translation. Being strengthened, being strengthened with what? With all power. With all needed power is the way I put it. Not all power in the sense of a massive dose of strength, so now that you can leap buildings or something like that. Okay, All needed power... Um, Everything we need at the point that we need it. The measure of the gift was it was according to uh, according to the might of the glory of His glory. According to the might of His glory, that's a, kind of a literal translation there. Um, that would be the measure of this gift. In other words, uh, God, um, the might of His glory is the outshining brilliance of who He is, seen in the effects He produces. Creatures. In ex nihilo at the beginning, in the beginning, 
God created the heavens and the earth. From nothing, all things came. Well, it's not from nothing. You know how we say creation ex nihilo, creation from nothing. What we mean by that is no existing materials, but there was God. It came from God, okay? But not only creation uh, is an effect, it's uh, creation is sustained. So providence as well are, are the works of God, the effects of which trace back to some glorious author and redemption. You can see in the work of redemption, you can see the might of his glory. Um, and so we considered those. And then the goal of this gift of strengthening with all power according to the might of his glory, the goal was steadfastness and patience. The goal is that we would be godly Christians. The goal is that we would um, abide or remain, no matter the circumstances, composed and um, humble and gracious, patient, whether we're wronged or we wronged somebody and we need to try to right it, slow. Patience involves as well putting up with wrong things that other people do, not retaliating, restraining ourselves. Remember that text in 2 Timothy? No, at my first defense, were we talking about this this morning? It's amazing. No one stood with me. If, if you're you know, a courageous Christian, you're going, Paul, if I was there, I would have stood with you. I don't know if I would have. I don't even know any of the circumstances there, but whoever was there, no one stood by him. And he obviously thought it was wrong for them not to stand by him. And then notice the next words in that passage. Remember what he said? May God damn their souls for that. May the Lord not hold it against them. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. That's, that's, I think that's what this thing here is, this third characteristic. Uh, God gives strength to his people in the midst of you know, difficult times to stand and to stand well. So I had three contemplations. I considered one. I'd want to consider two more briefly, and then we'll take the Lord's Supper. The first contemplation was this. This text commends Christ to everyone. Second contemplation is, this text commends Christ to everyone. No, I'm kidding. This text forces believers, or puts pressure on believers, to ask and answer certain questions. Here's the question I'm going to ask. In light of all that you've been through in life, how is it that you made it through everything you've gone through And why are you still, as a believer, still here, walking with God, professing faith in Christ, desiring to learn and obey? That's the big question. Okay, in light of this text, let's think about this. I'm speaking to people in this room who've gone through many trials, some of them horrendous trials, and some we don't talk about, unspeakable trials. Some of you have signed divorce papers, some of you have buried loved ones, maybe even young, your own children. Some of you have suffered for the name of Christ in ways only you and God knows. You don't go around boasting about it. You just 
Some of you know what it means to be slandered for the sake of the gospel. Some of you have agonized due to your own faults and sins. And this text, I'm saying, forces us to ask the question, how did I make it through all that, and why am I still here? The answer is, Christianity is like no other religion. All other religions demand unaided human effort to get into the religion an unaided human effort to stay in the religion. And if you stay in those religions long enough, you might be okay at the end. Christianity's not like that. It's religion. Uh, you know that book by Spurgeon? All of Grace. By the way, it's a good book. All of Grace. Not just the door to get in, but the whole time. It's all of Grace, okay? Grace gets us in. Grace or gracious power keeps us all the way to the end. We get in by grace and we're kept by gracious power all the way to the end. But it's, it's not that we don't exert effort ourselves, but we have to put it this way. All our efforts are laced with and impelled by the might of his glory or the all power that he gives us. There's no such thing as unaided human effort that pleases God in the Christian life. God, I'm pleasing you all on my own. My notes say to read a hymn. So I hope this is good. It's 479 verses 3 through 5. Shrink not, Christian, Christians, will ye yield? Will ye quit the painful field? Will ye flee in danger's hour? Know ye not your captain's power? That's that last line. What are you going to do? You're going to consider my captain's power. Line four, let your drooping hearts be glad. March in heavenly armor clad. Will ye flee? Excuse me. Fight, nor think the battle long, victory soon shall tune your song. Line five, let not sorrow dim your eye, soon shall every tear be dry. Let not woe your course impede, great your strength, if great your need. All needed power, remember? We sing it well, I don't know if we sing that hymn, but that hymn writer uh, would have us sing about this particular empowerment that God bestows upon his children at their time of need. All needed power at the time we need it. That's what we're contemplating, and we should be very, very thankful. So the question is, 30 years, 40 years, 25 years, five years, six months, I persevered as a professing Christian and if I look back at my life, there's some casualties along the way. Some of it was self-induced casualties, my fault. But I made it through. I didn't, you know, apostatize and, and all those kinds of things. What happened? Well, you got help at the point that you needed it, at the time you needed it. Because that's the way God does it. Now, I have a friend. He's still a friend of mine. This is when we were back in Kentucky. Came over to our house one night, and they came over to our house a lot. Um, 
And he was moping. And he kind of was that kind of guy. He would be really up one week and then really down the next week. And, and so I said, brother, what's, what's troubling you? He said, oh, I went to see sister so-and-so. This lady in the church was dying of cancer. She was about maybe 60, uh, probably in her 50s, had adult children. Her husband was there. And I said, what was it like? He said, brother, I, I was so amazed at her cheerful, cheerful countenance, her confidence in the promises of God, her, her composure, and her encouraging words to me. And I'm thinking, why are you so droopy then? You know, he said, it made me ask the question of my own soul, have I ever really tasted of the grace of Christ? I said, why do you say that? He goes, because I don't have that kind of grace. I said, here's the line. You don't get that kind of grace until you need it. And I think it helped him. <laughs> He's still persevering as a Christian. But, but I think that's what our text is. Our text isn't saying you get all this massive power to overcome, you know, to slay all the giants in your life and, you know, all those kinds of things. It is based on the decree of God, the way God executes his decree, the promises of Scripture. This is the way God works. He helps you in the midst of it. And you get out of it and you go, there's only one thing that can answer the question why I'm still doing this thing called Christianity. God. So the third contemplation is this. This text has other balancing truths that need to be in our minds uh, at all times because this text comes in the context of all the texts of Scripture, right? Though we are passive in this, remember I said that we, this isn't a pump weights kind of thing. This is something happening to us. Though we are passive in this, we receive power from God. This does not mean we can't ask for it or put, our place, put ourselves in the place where God normally dispenses help for his people, means of grace, right? You say, well, it says you're being strengthened. So we just stand there, zap me. Now, can we, we shouldn't pray, zap me, okay? But we can pray like this. Look over at Ephesians 3. And I think um, our Lord actually teaches us this in different words, though. In 3, uh, 3.16, he's saying he's praying that he, God, would grant you, saints, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Okay? Pray, Lord, give me the strength I need every day and at every point that I need it. Sometimes more than other times. And even in the midst of a pressure-filled situation, you can pray then. How about these words? If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? I think Paul's kind of saying the same thing. Not that you don't have the Holy Spirit and then you ask for it and you get it. Uh, what, What it is here is continue doing the work that you've already begun and it's okay. We don't sit and wait for power. Uh, we pray for it. We ask for it. 
We fetch it to be a Puritan, fetch it from God through the means ordained by God. Prayer is one of them. How does God change our souls? The word of God, the ordinances of baptism and the supper, the church's means of grace, and our private means of grace, prayer closet, um, Bible reading, those kinds of things. So this text has other balancing truths that need to be in our minds at all times. Though we're passive, there are some things we can do that uh, we, we can ask God for strengthening, for power. We can be faithful church members and use the, utilize the church's means of grace. You know that corporate worship has a corporate sanctification about it as well? I see it sometimes, and I hear it. I wish it was every Lord's Day to the nth degree, but it isn't. But I know sometimes when God's using the preaching in more than one person's life, um, I can see it happening. We're enjoying that together. After messages, sometimes you, you, you either talk to your spouse or, 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 or a brother or a sister, maybe not every week, but probably a lot of times, wow, that point on whatever, you do it with me, and it encourages me, and you, we experience all that stuff together. There's something, there's something good about that. There's something uh, uh, powerful about that. It's, it's God using the ordained means to transform his people from one state of contemplative glory to another. And um, may the Lord bless the supper to that end for the well-being of our souls. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this uh, time of contemplating the truth of this being strengthened with all power according to the might of your glory for all steadfastness and patience. We need this because we're creatures, because we're uh, sinners, and even though we're redeemed sinners, we're, we have this com- competing, um, warring factor in our souls. Please fulfill your promises in our midst, and now bless the supper in order to fortify us, to strengthen us. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.